Chapter Twenty Eight of Titus, a Comrade of the Cross. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. To volunteer or for more information, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellen Preckle. Titus, a Comrade of the Cross by Florence M. Kingsley. Chapter Twenty Eight. It was with a frowning brow that the governor again seated himself in his ivory chair of state. "'Ye have brought this man unto me,' he said, "'as one that perverteth the people, and behold, I, having examined him before you, have found no fault in him, touching those things whereof ye accuse him. No, nor yet Herod, for I sent you to him with the prisoner, and, lo, he hath sent him back to me uncondemned. I will therefore scourge him and let him go.' He said this, hoping that the scourging, a terrible punishment in itself, might appease the wrath of the Jews. The multitude, which now numbered thousands, and as Pilate saw, of the lowest and most debased portion of the population, gave a savage, inarticulate cry, like that of a wild beast. "'What do they say?' asked Pilate, speaking to the Roman official who stood beside him. "'Release, release unto us a prisoner,' replied the man." "'They are right,' said Pilate, bethinking himself joyfully of the time-honoured custom of releasing a prisoner to the people at feast-time. And he arose and cried aloud, "'Will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews?' Now it happened that the chief priests knew of the condemnation of Barabbas, and how he lay bound in the dungeons of Antonia, sentenced to suffer crucifixion on that very day, which was the fifteenth of Nisan. So Jocanan and other wise ones of their number, mixing with the multitude, craftily brought to their remembrance how Barabbas was about to suffer for his loyalty to the nation. And when the multitude heard their words, they began with one accord to yell, Barabbas! Barabbas! till the whole city was aroused, and thousands more came running to the palace to see what had happened. And all joined in the cry for Barabbas. Then Pilate said unto them, what shall I do, then, with Jesus, who is called Christ? The chief priests answered, Let him be crucified. And the mob, mad with excitement and thirsting for blood, echoed with a cry which has rung down the ages, Crucify him! Crucify him! Away with him! Crucify him! At this moment one of the officials handed to Pilate an ivory tablet with something written thereon, and he read this warning message from his wife, have thou nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. Claudia. Then, more anxious than ever to save him, he said unto them for the third time, Why, what evil hath he done? I have found no cause of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. But the chief priests saw that he feared the people, and again they raised the cry, Crucify him, crucify him, and again, the multitude echoed the words with their hideous yells. Pilate looked out from his throne over that threatening crowd, and his heart was as wax within him. "'I cannot save the man,' he muttered. "'Tis too late. And what doth it matter, after all, one Jew less in Jerusalem?' "'Bring me water in a basin,' he commanded. And when it was brought, he stood up and washed his hands in sight of them all, saying solemnly, "'I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it and all the people answered him with the awful words, His blood be upon us and upon our children. Then he released unto them Barabbas, and commanded that Jesus should be scourged, and afterward crucified. Barabbas came forth out of prison, and when he heard what had been done, he said scornfully to his fellows, Said I not that the man was a coward? 
Now Pilate, the trial being ended, went into his palace with a heavy heart, and as he was seeking to withdraw himself into an inner room, he came upon his wife Claudia. Didst thou receive the warning I sent thee? she asked. I received it, but it was too late, said Pilate, faltering. Too late, said Claudia. What meanest thou? Is the man dead? No, he still lives. But, well, I, I have sentenced him to the cross. They are even now scourging him. I could not help it. Thou shouldst have seen the mob. It was frightful. And those cries, they ring in my ears still. And the wretched man pressed his hands to his head wildly. Claudia looked at him with wide, glassy eyes. Her face was ghastly. Thou hast condemned him, she whispered hoarsely, and to the cross? Then may the gods help us. We are undone. And she wildly fled, leaving Pilate alone. Then the soldiers took Jesus, and when they had stripped him of his upper garments, they bound him to a low pillar, so that his back was bowed. And they took scourges, made of heavy thongs of leather, weighted at the ends with jagged pieces of iron, and they beat him upon his naked back until they were weary. Then they lifted him up, and putting on him again the white robe with which Herod had mocked him, they dragged him into the judgment hall, and the whole band came together to look at him there. Let us worship him, cried one, even as did Herod. The saying pleased them, stripping off the white robe which Herod had put on him, white no longer, for it was crimsoned with his blood. They clothed him with an old scarlet mantle which belonged to one of them. Then one brought in branches of the thorn tree, and they made of the branches a crown, and drove it down about his temples, and they put a reed in his hand for a scepter. Then they laughed aloud as they looked upon him, till the hall echoed with the horrid sound, and bowing the knee, they cried, Hail, King of the Jews! Snatching the scepter from his pinioned hands, they smote him on the head with it, and they spit in his face. In the midst of this, their brutal sport, Pilate came upon them. Bring him forth, he commanded savagely, and he went out again to the judgment seat, being minded yet to save the man for the sake of his wife Claudia, and because he himself feared he knew not what. He stood up before the multitude which had grown so great that he could see nothing but one mighty sea of faces upturned to look upon him as he stood above them there. And he pointed to Jesus, standing beside him wearing the scarlet cloak and the crown of thorns, his face stained with blood and befouled with insult, his eyes dim with agony, yet withal transfigured into something so divine that Pilate cried with genuine pity and reverence in his tones, Behold the man! It was as if he would have said, See him so agonized, and yet so innocent. Hath he not suffered enough? Will ye not pity him and save him? But the chief priests and the officers of the temple were mad for his blood. They had waited for over three hours in the blazing sun for him to be brought forth unto them. Pilate's appeal and the piteous look of the prisoner only added fresh fuel to the flame which was devouring them. Crucify him, they yelled hoarsely, and again and again crucify him. Then said Pilate in a sudden rage, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. But the Jews, willing to justify themselves in the sight of the multitude, answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate heard that saying, he feared exceedingly, and again he remembered the ghastly face of Claudia, as she said, We are undone. He turned and strode once more into the judgment hall, commanding the guard to bring the prisoner. Whence art thou? he demanded of Jesus. But the prisoner made him no answer. 
what use to answer this man who was too cowardly a creature to free him whom he had thrice acquitted speakest thou not unto me said pilate fiercely glad of an excuse for anger knowest thou not that i have the power to crucify thee and have power to release thee and jesus seeing the dark tumult in his breast pitied him thou couldst have no power at all against me he said breaking the silence of many bitter hours therefore he that delivered me to thee hath the greater sin and pilate trembled before him then went he forth yet again to the people and spake to them as best he knew how for the release of the man whom he had thrice acquitted and twice condemned and they despised him and his words and cried out saying if thou let this man go thou art not caesar's friend when pilate heard the name caesar his soul was shaken within him for he remembered many things with fear and he commanded them to bring jesus forth before the judgment seat and he said unto them behold your king but they cried out away with him away with him crucify him what cried pilate shall i crucify your king the chief priests answered we have no king but caesar and with that word of power they beat down the last feeble barrier of his will take him he cried hoarsely take him and crucify him his blood be upon you and they took jesus and led him away when the multitude saw that he was delivered up to be crucified they gave a mighty and fierce cry and the sound of it rang throughout the city and the women and children shook with fear when they heard it it echoed in dismal reverberations in the courts of the shining temple and rolled away away upward upward till its dying sound reached even the throne of god and the angels which stand ever before the throne hid their faces now a man who wore the semblance of a wild beast had been hanging about the outskirts of the multitude for hours ever and anon he tore his hair and his garments which hung in shreds about him and he raved and cursed and cut himself with stones but the people heeded him not he hath a devil they said he seeketh the nazarene mayhap but he must needs help himself now and when the man heard that word he shook the matted hair from out his eyes what will they do with him he asked and they answered they are taking him even now to be crucified at that the man gave a great cry and thrusting his fingers into his ears ran swiftly away and when he came to the temple he went in still running nor could any one stop him so that he came even to the place where certain of the chief priests and elders who had gathered together that they might rejoice over the murder which they had accomplished and the man cast down before them thirty pieces of silver and shrieked out in a woeful voice i have sinned in that i have betrayed the innocent blood and the chief priests and elders feared when they looked upon the man but annas answered what is that to us see thou to that and he fled away from the temple and going out of the city to the garden which is called gethsemane he hung himself there that he might die in the place where he had betrayed the son of god with a kiss and the chief priests took the silver pieces and said it is not lawful to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood and they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in wherefore that field was called the field of blood unto this day End of chapter 28